Hardware Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 985. Yeah! December 21st. Happy spring. It's 56 degrees on this day in 1877, and it was 24 below on this day in 1916. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Suchere. Uh, that seems a little loud. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> let's, uh, let's keep it down. Let's keep it down over there. Happy spring, members of the Royal Order. Oh, my the gosh. I forgot all about that. Normal oh, people yeah. are beginning a long series of suffering winter weather, but we, the members of the Royal Order of the 21sters, celebrate the arrival of the solstice and the day is getting... Longer, imperceptibly they do, but they're getting longer. As loyal 21sters, we will be celebrating the first day of spring at exactly 3.47 p.m. today, the 21st from our winter retreat here in Orange Beach, Alabama. But unlike you folks back in Minnesota, our temps will be warmer, and we will also enjoy 90 more minutes of daylight on the day of the winter solstice. Could that be true? Because they're south, I guess, huh? Hmm. Secondly, next week we'll be celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary. Not a big deal for me, but the lady I live with deserves a major award for putting me uh, putting up with me. I may even buy her a card. Just kidding. We have a nice evening planned at one of the fine establishments down here. Also, we will celebrate the birth of Christ at the end of this week. Want to take the opportunity to wish you and your staff a very merry Christmas. I assume you guys will be taking some time off be Christmas between Christmas and New Year's. No? Well, yes, we'll take uh, Monday and Friday off. Correct. No, no, no. The sane among us are taking a few days. We're going to have Garage Logic live on the air next week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'd ask what your plans are, but I'm sure the universal Kenny answer would be none of your damn business. Correct. I know you spent some time on the Gulf Coast last Christmas. Whatever you do or wherever you go, enjoy your family's friends and time off. Looking forward to the new year and many more podcasts to come. Doug the Barber and his faithful wife, Connie, celebrating the 21st down on the Redneck Riviera. John Ryan weighs in. Happy 21st day. Starting from 8 below zero this a.m. Things can only improve. The uh, notes are too numerous to mention. I appreciate all of them. And uh, congratulations to all of us as members of the Royal Order of 21sters. Here's Joe from Egan. Writes, it ends today. Exclamation point. He is correct. He sent charts and everything. It's just fantastic. Uh I noticed there was a little spring in your step. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, boys, See, I'm trying to play Reaver's role here is what I'm trying to do. Boys, I can't do it every day uh, to come in and Hector the choir. The choir is already believing uh, this climate change nonsense. But do you think on this particular uh, stretch of winter weather uh, we've reached a new pinnacle of excitement, a new pinnacle of hysteria. Do you mean with the 
the wringing of hands and the yes. clutching of pearls over the blizzard? Yes. Uh, it's, it seems about normal to me. It's 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 just know. winter, and it's going to get windy. And, yeah. and I told you before, and I didn't want this to be true because I'm having a trouble – I'm having trouble weaning myself off the local news because I'm such a news junkie, nationally, regionally, locally, newspapers, TV. That's why, I mean, I have to for GL. And the worse the world gets, the lighter by night, by night after night, the lighter the news gets. Mm-hmm. And the we're down to the point now, and it's all the stations uh, locally, maybe true all over the country, we're being shown what exactly we need to have to survive this. Okay, thank you for bringing that up. We're oh, being, we're Joe, being shown how to dress. I've got so many people following me on Twitter that work in the newsroom, so I've really held back, but I've really wanted to send out the mean tweets. I don't need to be told to wear bleeping mittens in the winter mm-hmm. or, or a warm hat. How about the car emergency kit? Well, they did I, that I, last night, and the distinction, they, they it's down to this fine of a thread. Uh, be sure the, the, ba- the flashlight and the blanket are in the car, not in the trunk, where you might not be able to get to it. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's really dumbing it down. And, and another, uh, not a weather example, but another example of the worse the world's condition, the lighter the news. Last night on the 4, because I, I click, I switch you back You monitor the forth. competition. Well, I do that to avoid the commercials. But last night on the 4, they do, the, maybe it was one of their good question things. They say, good question. Right. You know, uh, yep. do watching Vikings games affect our health? <laughs> wow. That was the story in the four? <laughs> yeah, because apparently, and they even found a cardiologist who was stupid enough to weigh in. Oh, wow. That, that yes, uh, watching the Vikings can cause stress. And they interviewed some young guy who was a nervous wreck about it and doesn't know what if he'll be able to survive the season. And I'm wow. thinking... I'm thinking the worse the world gets, the more meaningless this stuff becomes. It's just incredible. I, if I was the doctor, I would tell that guy, uh, in case you die because of an outcome of a Vikings game, that will only profit and help the Vikings. Yeah. And they will <laughs> celebrate your death and You'll promote their product. You'll probably get a T-shirt. Yeah. After <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, in any event, we uh, won't stay with it. But uh, No, I, let's stay with it. Because uh, I think they should hire Kenny to do a segment called, That's a Dumb Question. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll just rip into these people. But really, I mean, oh, I, I don't even know where to go with it. But back to the weather. I think they've jumped the shark Yeah. Uh, with this one. Ago, we keep hearing yes. it's generational. Is it? Is it really? No, of course not. I can do it's the stance winds for you. Yeah, it's a blizzard. <laughs> so what are we going to get? Five to eight inches of snow, and it's going to blow around. Yep. And yeah. it's going to get really. Co- it's going to be really cold. I'm yeah. sure it'll create some driving havoc. I mean, oh, sure. I'm sure no, visibilities will be yeah. reduced. But no, they it's... have this winter. That's, That's what happens. That happens. Have yeah. we had the yeah. tutorial on what to do if you are sliding or skidding, as far as steering or pumping Turn the brakes? Into the skid. Just had a Done. deep thought. Just had a deep thought. He's writing it down. I am to remind myself to. Don't write. stand on the brake pedal. Don't floor it. Pump the brakes, people. Uh, use your big toe. I like to say, 
ease into the brakes. Ease into the throttle. Pump them gently. Pump them gently. Gabe got rear-ended two nights ago. Because somebody's an idiot. Well, he called me. He said everything's... Whenever he calls me at work, I know that something's wrong. Everybody's okay. I just got rear-ended. I went, no. And he was driving the Jeep. And... He said the uh, car in front of me I saw was on uh, slipping a little bit, so I gave myself a whole bunch of room. This guy behind me did not, and they were going very slow, so there was no damage. He hit the spare tire on the back of the Jeep and messed up his hood, but didn't scratch the Jeep at all. Well, my Good deep story. thought. Yeah. Could it be, because this just occurred to me, and I haven't had time to flesh it out on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life, could it be that the weather, that that nature is viewed as a vile thing that humans will control ultimately if only we can convince everybody of climate change, that we will be able to eliminate these inconveniences in our life, flight delays, wind-blown snow, you, you name it, turbulence. I see even turbulence on CBS. was They attempted to blame it on Climate change, we've got so much pushback, they dropped it. Could it be that uh, we've always said man has lost touch with nature? Mm-hmm. Has it gotten to the point where nature is uh, – see, I'm just wrestling with this because it's a brand new thought that just occurs to me. Are these, are these hysterical weather uh, situations brought to us by people? Uh, no, and that's not it. Damn it. I'll have to think about it. The, the, the analogy I wish you would use is that weather is like a wild horse. And if you work at it long enough, you'll break that horse we can and tame, tame it. it. We'll tame yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and Carrie, don't, don't, you don't need to play it, Rook, but Carrie has said that yeah. in, yeah. His, in his foolishness that, you know, if we'd only spend a couple of billion dollars, we can get out of front of this and prevent hurricanes. Well, you can't and you won't. But it's the same thing if you're sitting in uh, Ashtabula and you're watching your local weather forecast. It's almost as though we just uh, were... Damn it, I don't have it. It's almost well, as it, though it's it, an entity of its own, that it's almost human and it's evil, and we must control it. And I think this attitude goes from the constant preaching we've heard for the last 10 years mm-hmm. about how c- climate change is affecting us, and if we just change our evil ways, you know, we'll, we'll be able to control the climate and reduce the change. And I think that's where it's coming from. All right, I better get going here because there's much to discuss this holiday week. Oh, I could go on and on about this. Another thing that drives me crazy is everybody on TV, when it comes to weather events, is a traffic expert. Mm -hmm. The only people who don't predict how the traffic is going to be are the traffic reporters, because Mm -hmm. we actually know it's a crapshoot every day. Let's return to Stanford University. Uh, You'll recall that yesterday we noted that they have a a new guide for acceptable words, and they wish to replace many words that they find problematic. Uh, for example, even the word American. We're supposed to use U.S. Yes, uh, immigrant. No, that's out. It's a person who has immigrated. Uh, gangbusters. We didn't get to that one yesterday. That's banned because the, because the new guide says it invokes the notion of police action against gangs. Huh. Why really? Shouldn't, why shouldn't there be police what? action against gangs? What? what? Wait. And that could have racial undertones. 
The, elim the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative is a multi-phase project. I'm going to throw some stats at you here that rest the case for why the Academy has failed. Okay. The Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative is a multi-phase project of Stanford's IT leaders. The list took 18 months of collaboration with stakeholder groups to produce, the university told us. We can't imagine what's next. I'm reading from a, a Wall Street Journal editorial that shocked me with this statistic. We can't imagine what's next, except that it will surely involve more make work for more administrators, whose proliferation has driven much of the rise in college tuition and student debt. And we had last week the news from Hillsdale College that the reason the failed academy is failed is because of the percent, the overwhelming percent of administration that's been hired between 1999 and 2020 compared to students. 1999 and 2020. Okay, 20 plus years. Here it is. Are we going to be shocked? For 16,937 students... Stanford lists 2,288 uh, 2, faculty and, are you ready, 15,750 <laughs> administrative staff. <laughs> wow. your answer, it's got to be a typo. No, it's not. <laughs> what, what, what is the and duty? These are all uh, people that call themselves stakeholders, collaborators, visionaries. They all have jobs that cannot be measured for any achievement, and they all must do something, or presumably they wouldn't have the job. So thus you get a, a group that's taken 18 months because they have nothing else to do. You have a group called the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative, a multi-phase project of Stanford's IT leaders. It took 18 months of collaboration with stakeholder groups to produce the university, to produce the university said. Okay, because you have 15,750 administrators. And this is part of what those 15,750 administrative staff do. And what they do is worthless. It's not measurable for achievement. It's made up out of whole cloth. It has nothing to do with learning. It is a significant reason why tuition is so high. And it makes me wonder, it makes me wonder, why would the university industry want to share so much money with so many meaningless people? In other words, why aren't there 5,000 faculty and 750 people on the administrative staff? You've just saved about twelve to 13,000 salaries. That's not their goal, though. What is their goal? To ruin the Western civilization. Yes. Well, well then, you, then right. these, are, these are bad people. These are language police. What do you have? You have 15,750. Uh, look up what Stanford costs, John. What okay. would Stanford cost if you didn't have 15,750 administrative staff and you actually had classes presented by trained professors? What the hell You'd would it cost? Have... About five well, grand a year? The uh, nearest one we have is from the 2021 uh, year, $56,169. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's 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 entered the realm of beyond parody. It's a joke. 
And, and, and here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. We're seeing it happen in politics. The, the St. Paul uh, mayor's administration has increased 10 and 20-fold the number of people we're euphemistically calling a cabinet. They're never heard from. They have jobs that can't be measured for success. They're all getting handsome salaries and benefits. The taxes must continue to rise in, uh, to be able to afford them. And it's happening it's happening everywhere. It's happening in the failed. Well, it's happening most principally in the failed academy and the failed political circles. Well, well let's talk about the political part, the St. Paul part. It, it, it's always been my thought, I, I don't think I've ever said anything, that the, the only reason they're doing this is basically to fill a quota to show the people that they are woke, mm-hmm. that they have the proper people in charge to, pres- to be, I don't know... Um, None of whom are accomplishing anything. The murder rate in St. Paul just set a second year-in-a-row record. Right, but we have an equity director to show that we are pro-equity. That's right. Don't you think part of it is it's also so nobody has to say the buck stops here? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. nobody to hold responsibility. Melvin Carter is so insulated by people that he's not responsible for anything. It's it's also true in Minneapolis. I, I sent a shout-out to the new Chief O'Hara, and I, I didn't mean it as mean-spirited as it sounded, but I said, pal, you took the wrong job. There's 15 people in charge of the police in Minneapolis. Nobody has to accept responsibility. It's It's gotten away from us, people. It's gotten away from us. How yeah, much worse is it going to get? Oh, way worse. I think your town broke a record last night, didn't they, with uh, murders? Second year in a row for a new homicide record. I would love to hear the mayor's thoughts on that. You won't get them. No, of course not. Isn't that something? If Stanford, is Stanford a public school, John? I think it's private. Uh, I can look, John, if you need me to. I'm, I'm there. I just uh, haven't found it yet. If Stanford has 15,750 administrators, they're probably typical of major universities. They're probably typical. Evidently, it was all too much for some at the school to handle on Monday, meaning two days ago, after the index came to light on social media, the Acceptable Language Index, Stanford hid it from public view. Without a password, you wouldn't know that stupid made the list. <laughs> well, there's all sorts of things. You can't say abusive uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, well, you covered a lot of the words yesterday, but I mean, the list is absolutely unbelievable. It's a, uh, private research university, right. Stanford. Can you imagine? They, you could have. We could have cured cancer by now for the human race huh. if the academy did not take that drastic turn it has and gone down the road of failure. I'm being deadly serious. We could have cured cancer. If you take the money spent on these 15,750 wasted administrators and put it where it really could accomplish something. You would have had it many You would have had a cure to cancer. You would have saved lives. I guessed 100, by the way. I would have guessed 100 administrators. Well, then you haven't been paying attention at the University of Garage Logic. I thought that was high, though. I really thought it was way too high. This leads me to wonder, not wonder, this leads me to presume, not assume, 
presume that uh, I would say this is absolutely true of every major university in the country. Top-heavy on administration. And if you're top-heavy on administration, you're going to get programs like a language approval list that takes 18 months of collaboration with stakeholder groups to accomplish. Because you have to have meetings. And you have to have lunches because you have nothing else to do. You accomplish nothing. You have no ability to be measured for your effectiveness. There's nothing you need to be competent about because your competence does not come into play. I, If I was the parent, and I, I happen to be the grandparent of a young lady who's making her college decision as we speak, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I'm poo-pooed if I say, see, here's the problem. Sharp kid that can accomplish something. Right. So so my role is to at least make sure that she narrows down whatever discipline she wishes to pursue. And then from there, take your best offer. Because she's such a, a, mm-hmm. an, a an excellent student. Underachiever, huh? That offers are coming in. From the school she's applied to. Oh, my. And it, it could come down to she'll take the most money. Mm, okay, so if you take Good the motivator. most money and you have a strong idea of where you're going to be focused, okay. you can shake off this woke BS and and succeed. Right. You, you can overlook that Yeah. and just pile right through to what your focus is. But if you're a parent of a kid who's going to college just because they think that's the next step in life and they might as well go. I think long and hard about it. I wouldn't waste the money because they're they're being thrown into the lion's den of of nothingness. The the academy is so rapidly failed that it's beyond and I'll get back to one of my original questions. Why do you think they want to share their earnings with 15,750 people who don't accomplish anything? Uh, For the same reason. They're not altruistic people. For the same reason that the cities and states do it with all the diversity directors and the like. They want to appear to be woke and caring and. To pass these mythical tests of acceptance. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, it's just a, a real eye-opener for me to see that they have that many. Can I ask you something about uh, your, your process? How did you come across the Stanford 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 thing? Um, was it a piece in the Wall Street Journal? No. In fact, the Wall Street Journal, uh, I think I was alerted to the Stanford thing by emailers, but then today... I finally got to read yesterday's Wall Street Journal, which was delayed by weather. But it arrived today, and sure enough, uh, there was an editorial. Yeah, it's in the op-ed, and don't they yeah. refer to it as newspeak? Yeah, the headline of the editorial is, 
The Stanford Guide to Acceptable Words. Behold the school's elimination of harmful language initiative. Yeah, okay. And I only read it today because we talked about this yesterday, and I'm glad I read it today because it's where I learned that they have 15,750 administrators. We need to make it clear that n- not all liberals are on board with this. I read a whole bunch of tweets yesterday afternoon from assorted liberals who are absolutely outraged by this. Mm-hmm. A- and they pointed out the, how ridiculous it is. Bert says, I think I can simplify Stanford's valiant effort at lexicographic, lexicographic reorganization. They can take in all their acceptable language and place it under the heading imprecise language. This smacks of someone justifying a useless position at the university. Well, he's right. 15,750 of them. Oh, hey, I seen them space band lights in Wisconsin. I was fishing, and they were so bright, I almost dropped my dynamite. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Nice. Let me tell you that, let me tell you that, and it's wonderful news, the uh, GLers are really reacting to the ability to run out to your local Home Depot now and get the Gator magnets, the magnetic storage system that is taking the garage by storm. You don't have to limit these magnets to be placed in the garage. They're good for uh, home use. And all you do is go to GatorMagnetics.com, click on the uh, Home Depot uh, logo, and you will be directed to the uh, nearest Home Depot that has... Gator Magnetics, just in time for Christmas. They were invented by uh, GLers in a garage. They're magnets that hold 25 pounds. You can hang all your storage items on them. They're coming up with a steel uh, plate design where you can, uh, if you don't have a steel surface, get the steel plate that accompanies the magnets. You put the plate on the wall, use the magnets on the plate, and bing, bang, boom. You've got the kids' athletic equipment off the floor, the shovels, the brooms, uh, hoses stored for winter, whatever you need to store. It's Gator Magnetics. They're now available at a thousand, more than a thousand Home Depots across the nation. Go to GatorMagnetics.com, click on the Home Depot logo, and uh, right here regionally, locally, you will be steered to the Home Depot that has Gator Magnetics. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Um, I think my first marriage ended last night. Oh. I was informed by the roommate who works in a place where there's probably three, four pallets of seafoam right now. Yeah. That she bought a can of seafoam at the local convenience store. Her whole reason for bringing this up was that a can of seafoam was $12, and I got home, and the receipt said $14, and I called him back, and blah, 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 blah. And I stopped listening, frankly, because I was absolutely outraged. Number one, there's a can of seafoam in your car. Yeah. Look for it. You'll find it. Number two, there's about 12 cans of seafoam in the chem cabinet out in the shop. Yep. We got a lot of seafoam, yep. and you just bought seafoam, and who are you? Yeah. Um, excuse the wife me, of Mr. Seafoam. I'm. I'm. Excuse me, honey. I, I have to call my second wife. She's. Uh, she's waiting for me to call. Uh, 
Anyway, Valley yeah. Tifo. Yeah. How, about this? Mm-hmm. How about this? A 2004 Honda Pilot with 255,000 miles was sitting pretty with a half a tank of gas. I went over to the gas station. I went over to the hardware store, bought a can of Seafoam because I needed a brush, popped the baby in there, and filled her up. Oh, boy. You bring up yeah. a good point. I got a message from a GLer. about the high mileage stuff, too? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, and he asked, well, uh, yeah, I'm putting it, how much? I mean, when? How often? And I just gave him the standard response, the first of every month. The first time you hear those civil defense sirens go off, boom, put in a can of Seafoam once a month. You want to know how much? A couple of gulps? Oh, can. Get it drunk. It'll help. It'll love it. It needs it. Uh, and the great thing is that I don't care. I don't care where you are right I now. Care. I guarantee you there's a can of seafoam close by. If you're a GLer, there's one right there in the door pocket, the back seat somewhere. But the NAC hardware store, your local hardware store, big box store, convenience store, bread store, bacon store, seafoam is everywhere. It's a global company. Uh, made locally, a worldwide reach, and a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. Apparently, to keep the government open, we've come up with a $1.7 trillion spending bill. (laughs) Representative Dan Bishop. (laughs) He's the guy. A Republican from North Carolina highlighted a sinister feature in the bill. It was released Tuesday. That sinister feature allocates funds for reproductive health in areas where population growth threatens biodiversity. Boy, that's a long way from building a bridge, isn't it? (laughs) The massive $1.7 trillion bill was released earlier yesterday with the expectations that Congress shall vote on it today. Several Republican figures, including Bishop, criticized the 4,200-page bill Hmm. as more wasteful spending from the federal government passed without any clear knowledge of what's in the text. Bishop documented many of the examples, including over a half billion dollars into reproductive health in places that could threaten endangered species. Hold on. Wait a minute. Something, Something ain't right. right. Mm-hmm. So my dumb mind just went to, okay, what are we doing here? Abort? Uh, does this have anything to do with abortion? We're going to apparently keep the birth rate down if it threatens a plant. Wow. Let me read it here. Mm. On a more sinister note, here's at least $575 million more for family planning in areas where population growth threatens biodiversity. Malthusianism is a disturbing anti-human ideology that should have zero place in any federal program, Bishop said. Uh, Several Twitter users, God, I hate that, attack the idea (laughs) of not only promoting abortions, but appearing to support uh, reducing population growth. Yeah. Spending taxpayer money to save nature by aborting babies is a nightmare. Uh, that's somebody tweeted. I don't care who you are. You're just an anonymous tweeter. There's a chilling, ant- but he's right. There's a chilling <laughs> anti-human synergy between the left's pet projects from throttling energy production and raising the cost of living to outright killing people in the womb. It's all about making fewer, less vibrant, and wholly dependent people. It's truly evil. Minnesota House Representative Walter Hudson wrote. I'm sorry, Minnesota House Representative-elect Walter Hudson wrote. 
I issue my most sincere apology. Who in the hell is Walter Hudson? We talked about Walter a couple weeks ago. Uh, he got in trouble at a uh, forum, and I don't remember why he said something. I, I will look it up. Did he speak the truth? Uh, depends on your uh, politics, perhaps. <laughs> it depends on your own truth. Yeah, Exactly. Further yeah. proof that leftists believe humans are nothing more than a virus on the earth, Hannah Blue explained. This is profoundly disturbing. Caduce, whoever found it, Heritage Foundation analyst David Nitch Ditch said, this is incredibly messed up. Sure, let's protect endangered species, but let's not do so at the expense of people. Uh, and all of the people commenting here are, are of a conservative mind. Right. So apparently it doesn't bother the radical left that this is in the omnibus bill. Bishop also highlighted several other measures in the bill, including the naming of a building after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. $524 million for a DEI and Structural Racism National Institute of Health subdivision and the explicit prohibition of funds going to the Customs and State and Border Patrol to acquire, maintain, or extend border security technology and capabilities. Well, that's worth pausing at, Suge. So, sure wait a minute. It has explicit language saying, this money isn't meant for our border. Whose border is it meant for? What's DEI? Not sure, but I'll tell you about um, Walter Hudson. Incoming GOP lawmaker equates vaccine requirements to slavery, according to Bring that's Me the right. News. Oh, that's, a week that's, ago. that's what we talked about. Yeah, and he an got incoming, in uh, he's yes. a Minnesota House representative. He's set to yeah. take I office get it. In the I house. get it. All right, Walter. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, he, he's the fellow you said contradicted himself. He did. Himself. He contradicted himself. Yeah. Bishop, I'll read that again. Let's try to figure it out. Bishop, the rep, also highlighted several other measures in the bill, including the naming of a building after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Okay. $524.4 million for a DEI department. John, DEI. I got it. I'm looking up. And structural racism. Twenty-four, 524.4. Four million for a DEI and Structural Racism National Institute of Health subdivision, and the explicit prohibition of funds going to the Customs and Border Patrol to acquire, maintain, or extend border security technology and capabilities. I think it may be but, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Is yeah. that plug in to where? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. But the border item. At the same time, allocates four hundred ten million towards border security for Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Oman. So, we care about their border, but dot dot dot. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer was himself questioned by a bill on a bill by CNN's Manu Raju on the lack of time Congress mother, Congress members have to read the bill before voting on it. The bill has been carefully worked on by the Appropriations Committee for a very, very long time, Schumer said. I really, really dislike that fellow. Oh, yeah. Most of the provisions were well known weeks and weeks and weeks in advance, and getting this bill done for the American people, you didn't get it done for the American people, Schumer. You got it done for your for yourself. Uh, Lindsay, whatever. 
Okay, I, I well, don't know he, what the hell's going on. He brings up an interesting point. So basically, uh, generally, he's saying we know what's in the bill. We trust our uh, people on these committees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're ready to vote, but aren't they working for us? And we weren't able to look at these items until what was it? Monday night, middle of the night, Tuesday, early Tuesday morning. They're not working for us. No, they're not working for us. We don't. We don't matter. No. And Bishop was fairly outraged. And brought up a lot more points. The uh, doomed we are doomed. I hate to keep waxing eloquently about the new Stephen Hunter book, but it is a great look at the third rail. In addition to being a great Bob Lee Swagger story, uh, it is uh, uh, totally wrapped within the third rail and how they operate. And so far, I haven't come across one word that I doubt as to how they operate. It's just uh, extraordinary how far the political class has gotten away from us, uh, drifted away from us, living on their own third rail of life in America that cannot remotely be identified with the life most of us lead. 477000 for anti-racist trainings from the Equity Institute, $3 million for the LGBTQ Museum in New York, $1.2 in services for DACA recipients. I don't know what that is. $4.1 in various career programs for the richest counties in the United States. Uh, $3.6 million for the Michelle Obama Trail, uh, not Treasure Trail, just Trail. Uh, $65 million in two programs for Senator Leahy and a federal building named for Pelosi. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Like you said, 575 mil for family planning. Um, uh, we all oh, fish. We're throwing a lot of money at the fish. 65.7 million for international fisheries commissions. There you go. Three million huh? for, what is what is bee friendly highways? We're throwing in three million for that, and another five for the salmon. You know, the left is incapable of asking itself this question, and then when I ask it or it gets asked, you are deemed racist. Why is everything worse the longer the left is in control? Why are race relations worse now than they were 10 years ago? This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. But all the while, they're saying and telling us it's better. They're asking us to believe, not believe what we're seeing with our own eyes. Race relations in the 50s with all the black kids who I went to school with and the black kids who went to school with me were far better than today. How much are you throwing at uh, African-American youth and jo- job training, career training, teaching them skills? How much money there? Oh, nothing? Hmm. But $410 million for border security in Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Oman. Yep. We're America last. Yep. That's a, that's a great way of putting it. The yep. left does not like this country. And Mysterians don't like people. They don't like people. Then leave. Go to Jordan where you're well protected. And all of this works together with everything you previously said about Stanford and the language police and the the speaking and, and everything. It all works. It's all one big program. We have an emergency. I dropped my pencil. He has dropped his pencil to his right. Got it. Snap, crackle, pop. Why don't we take a break and come back with the man who knows it all. 
John Height knows it all. Yes, he does. Truth, justice, and the suture. I'm going to give you until the end of the month to get over to Moon Motorsports and buy yourself a Christmas gift. Uh, So many reasons. The end of the year means the manufacturer incentives are at their best. They want to start getting rid of next year's models. They're arriving now. And speaking of arriving now, stock replenishment at its best. So that means the in-store selection, amazing right now. You can get zero payments for 90 days financing right now at Moon. Uh, And Moon is also offering free winter storage or free in-state delivery for all motorcycle purchases. Uh, you got to stop into Moon Motorsports here in Monticello. It's just a short drive from the Twin Cities. And discover the most exciting, exhilarating power sports showroom in the region. It's hard to leave that place, seriously. And uh, somebody, a brand specialist, would come over and say, Hey, is there anything I can help you with? And, and it's, it's like being in a museum. I just want to stand here and look at them all and touch them all and swing a leg over them and go, Vroom, vroom! It's so cool going to Moon. You can see it. If you can't get in there in person, peruse the website, moonmotorsports.com. Listen to this. KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, Ski-Doo, or as we say up here, Skadoo, and Gas Gas. They've got 11 brands in one shop. They're south of 94, just west of 25 in Monticello, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Say, somebody do the math for me before we get to John. I just thought of a way you can push back. What is the ratio? Uh, who, how would we do the math? Uh, Stanford has 2,288. Write that down. 2,288. Faculty and 15,750 administrators. Oh, we need Reavers for that. What is the ratio of faculty to administrators? That's uh, 17%, Such. 2288, is that? 2288 teachers, okay. 15,750 administrators. It's like 7 to 1, right? I mean, That's 7. Okay. R- roughly. Here's a pushback a idea. you got a kid going to school. Write the school or call them and get an answer. My child is uh, interested here, as you've noted from her application. She's uh, extremely gifted and very serious about pursuing such and such. I need to know, what is your ratio of administrators to faculty? And then if it's a high number, you want to know why and what are they accomplishing. That would be a pushback way for parents who are going to be footing the bill for this BS. What is your ratio of faculty to administrators? Or maybe it's stated the other way. What is your ratio of administrators to faculty? Whatever. So if I take... 20, Push back. Ask I them. Take 2288 and divide it by 157.50. Yeah. I get uh, roughly 15%. So oh. one's 85 and one's 15. Whatever. We're not going to get hung up on that. My idea is Here still valid. <laughs> Ask these schools, what is your ratio of faculty members compared to administrative members? I have a question for you. Are, are you moving on? Because I have a question. Yeah, because we're going to go to John Height, but go uh, ahead. About the failed uh, universities. Mm-hmm. Um, we would all agree that they are very, very liberal in nature. The question is, are there any that are considered conservative that are any good? And part two to that question, if you do get a master's from one of those colleges, how's the job search go for you? 
Uh, it's a good question. I don't know of any conservative schools except two, Hillsdale, and apparently there's a, there's a new school being formed in Austin, Texas. It's supposed to be uh, the bee's knees for eliminating this woke BS. I think it's called the University of Austin uh, or the University of Texas at Austin. It's being uh, it's it's underway. It's being funded. It has people like Barry Weiss on the board of directors. Uh, uh, it's a new school dedicated to exactly what we're talking about. What about Christian universities? For some reason, Oral Roberts popped into my mind. Yeah. I don't know anything about that university. Neither do I. Other than it's, I think it's in Oklahoma. Is I th- isn't Hillsdale, Joe? A Christian I don't think it is. I don't oh, no, think it really? is. Okay. That's it was. But I mean, I look at where I went, St. Thomas, and I can't, I could not uh, in truth tell you that they, they're they a rock-ribbed conservative organization. There's, there's failed a candidate. They've, they've, they've rejected speakers on campus because the speakers were too conservative. So I don't count them. Well, in, inmates running the asylum, so, right. so to speak. Here's John Height. Do you think, back to that conversation, though, there's a lot of colleges that, you know what I mean? We just hear about the ones that go overboard. Yeah. I think there's some colleges, obviously, that are just normal, for lack of a better word. Uh, uh, I yes. Know, I don't and, know what normal means, but, you know. And ironically, uh, I think, and this is just off the top of my head and very generically intended, I think the farther south you go, the more likely you would be to find an absence of wokeism. I bet there's less wokeism at Ole Miss, for example, than there is at Stanford. It's just my guess. What's the college that Reavers went to that he never shuts up about? Mankato State. Minnesota State, State, no? Where do they fall in line? I have no idea. I have no idea. Yes, and same with me. I went to Moorhead, and there's never any news of that sort of thing. Uh, Concordia in Moorhead, that's a Bible, right? Lutheran? Yeah. Yeah. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. In the news, the weather. Huh? No, John, it's it's just a normal winter day. Oh, Joe, a major winter storm and cold blast will oh. be impacting nearly every state in the Union. Oh, boy. And brings what the National Weather Service is calling a once-in-a-generation type event. No way. No, we, no, we've no, had them already. No. We had one last winter. No. The National Weather Service says this could cripple travel on some of the busiest travel days of the year. It's been happening for Thousands of years. The strengthening storm will bring more than a foot of snow and blizzard conditions to parts of the Midwest, as well as life-threatening wind chills for millions. Uh, I can continue with this for hours. More than 90 million people are under winter weather alerts. 90 million. More than 87 million are under wind chill alerts. The alerts stretch across 37 states, going as far south as the Texas-Mexico border. Here for us, the Twin Cities metro area expected to get five to eight inches of snow with at least half of that falling by tonight. That snow will start blowing around midday Thursday as wind chills drop into the negative 35 to negative 40 degrees range. Uh, make sure, don't forget, to have your blanket and flashlight in the car with you and not in your trunk just in case you're driving. Matthew, was it you? I, for some reason, I've got it in my head. You recently, did you go on a wind chill tirade? Yes. Is that you? Yes, because the um, the national newsmakers, the weather people, strictly post wind chills. They don't post temperatures. I do. Because, uh, again, they're more impressive to people. Much like Such does this whole 21sters thing, and today is the first day of, of spring, I do not acknowledge either 
windshield or heat index. They do not exist in my it's life. It's hot or it's cold. It's, it's 10 below or it's yep. 100 degrees. Well, this note from Larry Lee is on topic. Last August, I had to get a rental car, and I got a 2021 Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid. I was reading through the owner's manual, and in capital letters it read, this car will not start at 22 below zero. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was a nice car. <laughs> After 41 years, DNA evidence has led to the identification of a murder victim. Wait, can, can we pause a second? Yeah, sure. Uh, you, you know what I do, Such, in, in days, in, it hasn't happened in a long time. Thankfully, I can afford to buy a battery. But in those uh, days of my youth when I, I could barely get that car started in the morning, mm-hmm. she just ran all day because I knew if I turned her off, That's right. it wouldn't start. So with the battery, you could have your car in the nice warm garage, your electric car, but then you don't keep it running when you get to work. I, I, I turn mine off. Right. But yeah. my point is you get to work and you park outside, it's already off. It's not mean? running. What do you mean? It's not running. There's no engine. It only runs when you... Oh, the electric car. You had you, me lost there for a You moment. turn the key I, and you I, press the throttle, yeah. and, and then it's on. Right. There's when no I, way to keep the battery charged. When I was younger, it wasn't the battery. It was tires. I couldn't afford any new tires, so I'd just keep... I'd get a flat. I'd get yeah. it fixed. I'd fix the tires yeah. over yeah. and over for yeah. two years. I had a 69 Pontiac Catalina. I had five spares in the trunk, and they were all jumped. Like Kodak? But, yeah. Rook, you want to see two guys flash back? Ask them about gas line freeze-up. You fellas remember oh, that? Absolutely. Oh, a Christmas story, remember? Yeah. That son of a gun would freeze up in the middle of the equator in July. I used to buy a, one of those little bottles of heat pretty much every fill-up and pour it in. Yeah. Remember? Heat, yeah. You could yeah. just as well be urinating in your gas station. Well, you're all slow to reach maturity. John, continue. Yes, sir. After 41 years, DNA evidence has led to the identification of a murder victim, according to a news release from the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension here in Minnesota. 25-year-old Louis Anthony Gaetano of Omaha, Nebraska, went missing in October of 1971. His remains were found in 1981 near a culvert along Minnesota I-90 near County Road 23 in Beaver Creek Township. Despite an exhaustive search, the BCA said that Gaetano's identity remained a mystery. DNA from the remains didn't match anyone in the convicted offender or missing persons databases. But then, a break in the case this past August. Uh, August, researchers from the Doe Network, an international center for unidentified and missing persons, found a likely genetic connection in the remains of Gaetano's family. BCA agents and investigators from Rock County, Minnesota, traveled to Omaha to get DNA samples from Gaetano's family, and it was a match. Rock County Sheriff Evan Verbrugge said it's not news anybody wanted, but at least the family has some answers. Minnesota officials are urging anybody that recognizes photos of Gaetano had contact with him between 1971 and 81 or has information about his death to contact the Rock County Sheriff's Office tip line. Okay, wait a minute. Yes, sir. The the victim has been identified. That's correct, yes. So he had gone unidentified all these years. Correct. And, and so now he's right. identified, oh, but this did not solve the case. No. We don't know no, who got him. No idea. All right, pers- all right. Person or persons all right. you know, could be dead, could be whatever, could be yep. a senator or something. No. I don't. The uh, Hennepin County 
Association of Paramedics and EMTs surveyed 160 of its union members, received responses from over 100 saying that their jobs were more dangerous than the day they started employment with Hennepin Healthcare. 87% said they'd been affected by gun violence in their daily operations. 78% said they'd been assaulted by a patient or a bystander. And 92% said their job has become more dangerous since they started working at Hennepin Healthcare. HCAP Treasurer Dmitry Stalmakov said the union has asked Hennepin Healthcare Management to improve technology that's utilized inside the ambulance so reports of problem patients and problem locations can be put into a computer. That would immediately give other paramedics access to the data to know where violent problems could arise on any given ambulance run. He said, if we encourage the reporting and our healthcare leadership actually goes and reviews it, builds a database, we can actually go and fix this problem. And if in healthcare EMS chief Martin Shearer told KSTP, our TV folks, paramedics do have legitimate concerns and management has already upgraded in computers to allow paramedics to report assaults simply and quickly. Um, I'm getting some messages that the town council might not actually hear us right now. Uh, that would be Rookie's problem, not mine. Rook? Yeah. What do you think? Well, Ross said I needed to unmute my mic. Yeah. And Adam came in and said, it's registering, but I cannot unmute my microphone. Don't know what to tell you. Let's just plow on. If they can't yeah. hear it, they get a refund. Are we? Yeah, we're, 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 we're rolling. There's going to be a podcast, but the town council gang might just, they might have to uh, punt on this one. Okay. Star Tribune or? Because I can't unmute, so I'm not going to. I tried already, and Adam already came in here, so we just have to go with what we got right now. Uh, is there? There's a studio live button, according to uh, Ross, that he told me to make sure you have on. I don't know if that helps you any. Because yeah, I it's the one that got that. me in trouble the first week of the council when I, I went on that, that diatribe, and I thought we were, you were off. very worried, weren't you? Yeah. These Star Tribune reporting the state will spend about $500 million to renovate and significantly expand the building where House members and other state employees work and hold public meetings, a price tag at least one legislator is calling egregious. The House committee approved plans Wednesday for the project, which will cost more than the state capital overhaul or the construction of the Senate's new office building. Officials who manage state facilities, provide security, and work in the building stress that repairs to the 90-year-old state office building were overdue. They detailed problems on Monday included repeated flooding, mold, unmet ADA requirements, makeshift workspaces, and overflow meeting rooms. But the cost estimate concerned some lawmakers on the House Rules and Administration Committee, the lone entity that needed to approve the plans and costs. All GOP members on the Rules Committee voted against it, while the DFL majority on the committee signed off on the project. Work on the project would likely kick off in the summer of 2023. Relocation of tenants during construction and other costs like new furniture were not included in the nearly $500 million estimate. GOP House Minority Leader Kurt Dowd said he appreciates Democrats taking on a politically challenging project but called the cost egregious. He noted that it cost $310 million to do a four-year state capital renovation that wrapped up in 2017. Minneapolis City Council Member Jamal Osman apologizing for anti-Semitic and anti-gay comments he made on social media a decade ago, including invoking Adolf Hitler in apparent praise. Revelation of the statements, which included calling then-President Obama a slave of the Jewish lobby, 
and expressing disgust for same-sex marriage drew condemnation from Jewish and political leaders, prompted Osmond to spend a portion of Monday evening and Tuesday personally apologizing to colleagues, city employees, and to friends. 38-year-old Osmond said he doesn't remember making these specific statements, but he's not disputing that he actually did make them. He was elected in 2020, said he's running for re-election next year. A number of candidates previously have announced plans to challenge him. Among the posts, on November 16, 2012, Osmond posted a complaint about CNN's coverage of Israel. In the comments section, he added a post that's uh, in Somali that translates to, Where is Hitler when you need him? In September of 2011, he posted in broken grammar, We live in the United States of Israel. Nobel Peace, my behind Mr. Obama vetoing people's rights. He knows what's right or wrong, but he's a slave to the Jewish lobby. In January of 2013, he posted a video labeled Disturbing New Video of Israeli Jews Assaulting Africans in Tel Aviv on New Year's Eve, commenting, I can't see why the Palestinians don't want to share land with these dogs. Among the people Osmond called Tuesday to apologize to was Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry, who is Jewish. And also Andrea Jenkins, who uh, said he sounded sincere and remorseful regarding those comments. Uh, he reputed them, like you said, John. Um, my question is, what if this would have been a straight-up Norwegian cracker with I blonde think, hair? I think I can address that uh, yeah. via a note from uh, Steve Mulholland, who is a loyal GL listener, and he lives in the belly of the beast over there, Liberal Lakes. Uh, it's interesting to see the softball remarks from Fry and City Council President Andrea Jenkins almost making excuses for Jamal mm-hmm. Osman a city council member condemned of uh, condemning Jews and praising Hitler as well as expressing his contempt for gay marriage. The likes of Aisha Chugathi, Robin Wansley, and Jeremiah Ellison are silent amid this news. These are the same frauds in the Minneapolis City Council who condemned Michael Rainville, who called out Somali youth for their despicable behavior during the 4th of July when they shot fireworks at people in downtown Minneapolis. Remember they put this guy through the ringer? Right. Yeah, I yeah. sure do. And said, yeah. you need sensitivity training and everything else, you mm-hmm. lying hypocrites over there. Yeah. Can you imagine the outrage from the left if these remarks were made by a Republican official? Not to mention the fact that Osmond's wife is tied to the food fraud scandal. Mm-hmm. This clown should resign and his wife should go to jail, but it's likely his apology will suffice and life will go on here in the shadow of the country's tallest buildings. I used to think we were just getting taxed too much in the great state of Minnesota. Now it is clear that we are getting robbed in broad daylight. Keep pushing back, and a sincere Merry Christmas to you and the boys. Loyal loyal GL listener in the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve. Uh, Yeah, Osmond should not be in public service. His wife should not uh, get her hands on any public money, Uh, they're fraudsters and they're liars, and the people defending them are hypocrites. Here, here. Taro nearly doubled. Taro. Toro nearly doubled its fourth quarter earnings and reached a milestone for annual revenue, topping four billion dollars. The Bloomington-based maker of outdoor maintenance and underground construction equipment earned 117.6 million in its fourth quarter that ended October 31st. Quarterly earnings increased 96% and earnings per share doubled, mainly due to price increases. Revenue for the full year was uh, for the full year was 4.51 million. Everybody heard that. It's my mic. I don't. It's my switch. Sorry. 
sorry, revenue for the full year was up $4.51 billion, up 14% from fiscal 2021. Give me the, give me the initial figure again. What was the, What are they up? Four? Four billion for the year. Four billion. Yeah. Message to uh, Toro. You want to make that four bill, six bill? You get a hold of Rob O'Brien mm-hmm. at the Garage Logic podcast, and Rob and Tri-State Bobcat and Kenny will turn that four bill into six bill. Mm-hmm. Right there. I just said it. I'm not going to say anything because you're right. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky making his way to Washington today for a summit with President Biden and to address Congress in a bid to shore up support for his country and send a message to its Russian invaders. Meanwhile, the Biden administration will send to Ukraine the most advanced air defense weapon in its arsenal, the Patriot Missile System, according to a senior administration official. This would mark the most significant addition to American military support for the government in Kiev in months. The Taliban released two Americans who had been detained in Afghanistan on Tuesday, including Ivor Shearer, an independent filmmaker who had been held since August. The Biden administration did not confirm the name of either American, but an administration official speaking on the condition of anonymity said that both had been safely taken to Qatar and were en route to being reunited with their families. London's Metropolitan Police arrested a man today who started a fire at the Buckingham Palace's front gates with footage showing two officers tackling the man to the ground. The man, who cannot be clearly seen as the event occurred at night, sets the fire at the foot of the palace gate at about 10 p.m. U.K. time. As soon as the fire started, one of the officers jumped on the man, pinned him to the ground, and handcuffed him. The fire continued to burn during the whole thing, but authorities extinguished the blaze shortly after the video ended. Scotland Yard, the headquarters for the Metropolitan Police, identified the suspect as a 30-year-old man, charged him on suspicion of criminal damage. His motives remain unclear, but King Charles III has already faced public protests since taking the throne. Charles narrowly avoided a public embarrassment in New York when a 23-year-old threw eggs at him and Queen Consort Camilla. The eggs missed the royal couple, and police immediately restrained the protester. He ain't the same as having the queen, is he? No. I miss the queen. Not at all. Not at all. I miss the queen. Big disappointment. Drug Enforcement Administration on Tuesday said it seized more than 379 million deadly doses of fentanyl this year as the country continues to struggle with an epidemic of drug overdose deaths. The seizures included 50.6 million pills laced with the ultra-deadly synthetic opioid and 10,000 pounds of fentanyl powder, according to the DEA. Opioid overdose deaths were sharply among teens during the pandemic, largely driven by fentanyl. The seizures announced Tuesday represent just part of the massive flow of deadly illegal drugs flowing into the U.S. last year. U.S. Customs and Border Protection seized 1,825 pounds of fentanyl at ports of entry along the southern border, putting authorities on track to exceed the 11,904 pounds seized during the entire previous year. Using chemicals shipped in from China, the DE said criminal organizations in Mexico create fentanyl in undercover factories before shipping pills and powder to the U.S. Officials say most of the fentanyl is transported in vehicles and trucks as they cross points of entry. It's also where most of the seizures have been made. And yeah, thank you. And Biden and Harris went on to say what? Uh, what did Schumer say? Uh, what did, uh, yeah, exactly. Nobody's saying Jack. You don't yeah. want to deal with these people. So I'm going to tell you that one of the most well-known law firms in the metro in western Wisconsin, Eckberg Lammers, 
has served the legal needs of individuals, businesses, and municipalities for more than 70 years. And they can help you with your personal estate and succession planning, but they really excel in other areas as well. Business law, business succession planning, and commercial real estate. Small business owners, listen up. The state will eat you alive. You've got a plan for transition of your ownership interest. You've worked too hard to build that business into what it is today. You need to develop a plan to maintain operations and qualified management when you decide to sell or retire. you got to get a hold of Eckberg Lammers and have them figure this out. Figure out your succession planning. You're helping to ensure your business has a successful future long after you step away if you do this. The Eckberg Lammers business law team can also assist you with all your transactional needs for your business, business formation, mergers, acquisitions, succession planning, labor and employment, franchises, commercial real estate, and litigation. You don't want your stuff to end up in the hands of the courts. Talk to Eckberg Lammers today about your business. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit Eckberg Lammers at EckbergLammers.com. And it's the Rook here. I was taken to task by a listener, and I don't often like that to happen, but you know what? It did happen. And I'll tell you who it was. It was Beth G., and she said to me, Hi, Rook. You have failed to mention that each spiral light candle is really two candles in one. As the candle burns in a spiral motion, the melting wax falls into the center. Once the spiral part is finished, you are left with the short pillar candle to enjoy. I highly recommend the Christmas Evergreen scent. It is wonderful. Love the show. Merry Christmas from Beth G. Well, Beth G., you are correct. They do have a wonderful scent selection. And you know what? It's very entertaining to see those candles in motion. And I did neglect to say that, so thank you for doing my ad for me. Go to SpiralLightCandles.com, just like Beth did, and you'll see many different sizes, colors, scents, etc. If you're looking for the perfect post-Christmas gift, because it's too late now, baby, you would want to check out the Cylinder Index Candle. It smells like the wonderful used garage. It really smells good. And it's great for that garage logician in your life. So no phone number to call, just a website to visit, SpiralLightCandles.com. Made by, this company was started by garage logicians in the garage. They know exactly what they're doing, and they're not burning boring candles like you are if you don't have a spiral. SpiralLightCandles.com. Don't forget to let them know that you heard it from The Rook and Ben. Mate, Mate. Here's Joe Sujavet. Who did? This is uh, Everything by John Mates. Got your, this is your style, Kenny. Yeah, I like it. Say, the book Targeted that I'm reading by Stephen Hunter, I sent an emailer alerted me to that. That was uh, Brad in Bloomington. Hail the Flashlight King. I was honored to hear you talk about the emailer that turned you on to the new Bob Lee Swagger book. I didn't say, <coughs> don't often mention my name because I wanted to hear it, especially since you had not heard of this book. Uh, you got close, and I think one of the dummies found the name of the book before you found my email. I'd like to be Brad from Bloomington. Since you already, since you apparently read your email, I might write again. 
Been a listener since 1986, way before GL. I know that you don't do shout-outs, but if I have my Aunt Ginger up from... But I have my Aunt Ginger up in Grand Rapids. She knew Amy very well. Remember Amy? Had oh, more yeah. than that? Yeah. She's a huge fan. We'll talk about GL all the time. She'd be thrilled. Looking forward to your updated Author's Corner. I've read so many of your favorite authors. Well, hello, Aunt Ginger. And thank you to Brad for that recommendation. And a quick you note know, from... If you want to send an updated picture uh, of Amy, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. You, did you just do a shout-out? No. No. I don't think so. But that's what Ginger wanted, though. But that's no, what she wanted. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sorry, Ginger. No shout-out. Just something for you to think about before we gather again tomorrow. Uh, this is from Jordy. This is truly amazing, but it goes a long way to answering a lot of our questions. Just 18% of U.S. households are nuclear families with a married couple and children. 18 percent? 18%. Wow. Down from about 40% since the 1970s and the lowest since 1959. The Census Bureau's count showed that 17.8% of the United States' 130 million households featured married, married parents with children under the age of 18. Holy mackerel. Well, that deserves some in-depth talking. I I agree. Uh, I mean, just on the surface, you could start blaming people, but, you know, sometimes it just don't work out. Yeah. This day in history has a club that I dearly would love to have belonged to. What is that? Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans at WorldWideWaftage.com. Uh, it was on this day in 1885. This is December 21st. The Nushka Toboggan Club was formed. Oh. To promote the St. Paul Winter Carnival, the club sponsored toboggan slides on Crocus Hill, snowshoe hikes to Miriam Park, and parties on Washington's birthday. Nushka means look in Anishinaabemowin, the Ojibwe language. I would love to have belonged to the Nushka Toboggan Club. That would be neat. I bet they had some cool stuff. I just did a quick count. I have five pairs of snowshoes. Oh, boy. They make Um, neat decorations. uh, No. they They get used. Oh. Um, I don't know how to use them. I think... Well, you just walk. I think I should have a GL staff outing on snowshoes. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, I would let me love, know how that goes. I would love to <laughs> yeah. see you on snowshoes. On this day in 1998, television's sure. original Betty Crocker. I bet no one can name her real name. Uh, Marge Simpson. Adelaide Hawley Cumming I could not. died in Seattle. Cumming starred in the Betty Crocker Show beginning in 1949 and remained General Mills advertising icon. That's uh, that gets this. That gets one of these deals. She remained General Mills advertising icon until 1964. After which, she taught English as a second language in Seattle. So apparently the role of Betty Crocker did not enrich her to the point of becoming independently wealthy. Either that or she was just a good charitable soul, and she uh, resumed working as a second English as a second language teacher in Seattle. 
Thank you, GLers. I yeah. I hope we all survive the um, uh, weather forecast. I might have thrown both Rookie and Reavers under the bus on oh, Twitter. And, uh, Rook, the GLers are ganging up on you right now. Yeah, that's and right. They're mad because uh, this is one of the most important days of the year for Garage Logic. Yeah. 21st. Absence right. makes the heart grow fonder. Um, Adelaide got canned, by the way, just so you know. Got what? Canned, oh. canned by General Mills. So is it the most good. important day of the year because it's the 21st? Yeah. Yeah. Was she yeah. caught smoking a doobie with the Pillsbury Doughboy? <laughs> what do you think, folks? He's going to say the same stuff he says every uh, December 21st, right? <laughs> wah, 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 abnormal people, days are longer. <laughs> <laughs> 21st, 21st, 21st. <laughs> That's pretty All much right. it. Oh, sorry. You're going to have to go old school and listen to the podcast, people. Yeah. Uh, Pod MN, of course, and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Thanks, Ross. So good job.